0: The trial of Derek Chauvin just started 10 months after the death of George Floyd, which of course set off the nationwide Black Lives Matter protests. The higher the the murder degree charges, I guess, the more serious it is. Like, for example, um, what Dave Rubin said recently, a very smart articulation about what first degree murder versus second and third degree murder is that Dave Rubin said, if you get second or third degree, it's actually a more serious charge, Robbie. Very smart stuff coming from Mr. Rubin there about the Chauvin trial.
1: Absolutely fucking ridiculous that he even, even has any like presence or audience left whatsoever. Like, that is... <laughs> insane to make a mistake that basic and then not just make a mistake like he genuinely believed that third degree murder and second degree murder were more extreme than first degree murder like anyone <laughs> who's been watching who's watched like forensic files more than once learns that anyone who watches any law and order svu like anything like does this, this guy have just zero cultural knowledge like what a fucking crazy thing to just say on your show it's it's honestly nuts it's that's especially insane considering that some of these new atheists that he surrounds himself with aren't morons like they know that right did this right. never come up before when he was having a a, a stupid two-hour long session with guide sayad the guy who's like obsessed with you or sam harris yeah, yeah, or any yeah, of these yeah. other God's fucking sad. stealth neocon psychopath pieces of shit no God's sad it's bro. weird dude
0: yeah so we can only imagine what is going to be the result of this trial I would be extremely surprised if he were charged with anything that got him more than a slap on the wrist and just to remind people you know because there's been so many police that have just wantonly murdered uh, African Americans in this country this is just particularly egregious which is I think why it's was the impetus for so much action um because you know the right wing media, of course, took off and they were like, "Look at all these criminal records from George Floyd and look, oh my God, he had fentanyl in his system and oh no, 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 the, the, the knee on his neck isn't what killed him. It was because of this, this, and this." Um, here's how fucking crazy Derek Chauvin is. First of all, he's responsible for like several other murders on his watch uh, that he was directly involved in. But here's what he said when he was kneeling on George Floyd's neck. He said to a gathering crowd. That was, probably, that was filming this, we already know, because we saw the videos. He turned to the crowd and he said, this is why you don't do drugs, kids. Wow. Wild. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then it was clearly murder by asphyxiation, but, of course, all these people were like, oh, no, like, he had drugs in his system. It's like, okay. Um, it's just so... And Yeah, it's it's fucking disgusting. Of course, as we know, Biden hasn't done shit about this. The Democrats, you know, all these waves of protests that put millions of people in the streets and like one of the largest movements that we've seen since Occupy, if not larger than Occupy. I don't actually know the numbers uh, comparatively, but like it was really huge, you know, and it was across the entire country and it was long lasting. And what did the Democrats do in response? Well, on a federal level, they passed the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act in the House, um, and they called it an important step toward curbing police violence. But instead of doing things like reducing defunding and ultimately like eliminating like kind of militarized police forces, you know, and we've all seen like the military surplus gear that's given to like towns of like fucking couple thousand people, you know, like grenade launchers and shit instead of doing that, the police just basically gave the police more money in the form of grants that theoretically acted as like an incentive to adopt reforms and like um, like training programs. Oh, that's <laughs> like, pretty so it was like literally giving like more of a blank check to police agencies. But I will say that I think a lot of things did happen locally, like here in LA, we all voted out the DA and he passed extremely sweeping reforms that like did a ton of crazy shit um, that was like very radical um, in comparison to what was going on. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff did happen locally. I'm not going to say that the protest did nothing, but it is very funny that like on a congressional level, like that's what, that's what the result was. And that's what they did. Very predictable.
1: Yeah, and it's so funny, too, how, like, if you're in the Republican bubble or, like, the MAGA, you know, movement bubble still, it's, like, you actually legitimately believe that, like, Kamala Harris and all these people were, like, pro-burning down, like, Walmart and stuff. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous, like, how bizarre their mindset is. Like, they actually think the Democrats support, A, defunding the police, and then, B, like, rioting like that's their actual Yeah, has this
0: always been this from reality? Robbie, has this gotten worse? I, I Oh no, it has gotten no, it has gotten know. far,
1: far worse. Yeah, far yeah. worse. Because the Democrats always separated themselves from the left. Like like you know, the, it, it's sort of like this weird optical issue. It's like they needed there was a sort of inflection point where it's like the mainstream needed to support the BLM movement finally in some in some capacity. It seemed like culturally that was like the position they were in. And they, and so they like passively supported it, you know, like all those corporations Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. stuff like optically pretending like they're supporting. So like it's given the Republicans all this ammunition to be like, you know, the corporate, like, I mean, there's even like, you see plenty of like Republican conspiracies now where it's like the corporations are trying to get us to like destroy the police or something. It's like, like, what?
0: I mean. Yeah. Right. Right. Because corporations are tweeting things that yeah the uh, black square. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, no, it it has gotten so much worse. It's it's totally um you know, it's totally heightened. And I mean I'm glad I don't know if I'm glad that the BLM protests, you know, actually died down, but I'm glad that like that heightened energy of like everybody feeling like um you know, I'm glad that the police aren't out there like running people over like every day right now. I mean they're still mm-hmm. doing it mm-hmm. when there's a uh protest, but it's like that was a really dark and, and disturbing time period. And, yeah, uh, there was
0: like ISIS-style car attacks. It was nuts. Going on all, and it wasn't just the, it was multiple cases of the police, and then it was also just crazed right-wingers that we know are actually oh, yeah. protected and shielded under these laws. Yeah, and this uh, idea
1: that the Boogaloo Boys would go out there to help uh, the BLM activists is absolutely a false premise. They they would always go out there to heighten the atmosphere.
0: To protect private property, they even said it. Even that guy who everyone was yeah. saying is like a sympathizer to BLM, he even said online that he supported uh, Kyle Rittenhouse.
1: Yeah, it's just so phony. I mean, I don't know what, why people are trying to force this into the dialogue, but it's like, I mean, come on, just use common sense, you know?
0: Right, it's just like a meme that just started a couple months ago. Why the fuck are we even paying attention to these people? You yeah, know? and I mean... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, we could talk about this forever. But, <laughs> yeah. We, but yeah, no, it's really yeah. sad that um, that the right just has this narrative now that he died from fentanyl and he's a, he died from a drug overdose and he didn't die from the knee on the neck. I mean, I mean it's just the video is horrifying. Um, and yeah, it's all there on video. So I don't know what people are, why they're even still having this debate. I mean, Candace Owens really toxified the debate by... Trying to shame the black community into feeling like, you know, why is this, why is a drug addict our hero? You know, she's still tweeting that. And Dave Chappelle kind of responded uh, to that, you know, craziness that she was trying to put out there by saying like, we didn't choose George Floyd to be the the face of police violence. They did. Right. The police killed him. They, like, he just happens to be the guy. we didn't we're not saying george floyd is a hero and we we were we picked him as our representative he just happens to be the next person that police brutally murdered like that's so it's just it's just so weird how people get into all these stupid fucking you know divisive paradigms and it's just like use common sense like
0: yeah i like that he called her she's the most articulate dumb person yeah i mean i've ever seen it's so
1: gross, man. It's so gross. And to see these like well, edgelord thank- comedian people like trying to buddy up to Candace Owens, it's like, what are you doing?
0: Thank Kanye for that shit. You know, thank you, Kanye, for legitimizing Candace Owens and like, yeah. boosting the fuck out of this person, you psychotic <laughs> fuck. I'm happy Kim dumped your fucking dumb ass, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the whole narrative about like, oh, the corporations are tweeting solidarity with Black Lives Matter. Therefore, like liberals control... Uh, the discourse and that like big tech and corporations are like pro BLM. And it's just like, it's the most reductive, absurd narrative. It's like, wait, what happened to corporations? Just understanding where the cultural current is and trying to capitalize on it. That's what fucking corporations do. They try to make money. They see where people's minds are at and they try to tap into that. That's why they pretend that they like have woke tendencies. Don't you know how this shit works, bro?
1: It's just so, I mean, yeah, (laughs) unbelievably <laughs> frustrating on and on
0: and on. um well first let me just comment really quickly on the mass shootings because this all leads into the protest that just happened last weekend but of course as we mentioned on the podcast with mexi there was that horrific attack on asian women in the massage parlors i think that killed eight uh seven women one man absolutely horrific there's conflicting reports One person reported that the guy said kill all Asians. Of course, the police officer said that he was just having a bad day, Rob. Just having a bad day. You know, it just really sucked for the guy. Feel for him. Um, Damn, I hate when I have bad days like that and go on a fucking shooting rampage and kill a bunch of women and then blame it on my incel, out of control lust Um, And then people just go on a frenzy to try to correct the record and be like, oh, like, where's the evidence that this is white supremacy? Oh, was there any evidence of that when the cop says that he had no motivation that was racist and blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, first of all, let's look at this in the big picture. Can you really separate anti-Asian racism with the desire for Asian Asian women? It's like this fetish with Asian women that is coupled with racism. You know, it's like, how do you really even separate
1: those points? I mean, yeah, there's definitely people who fetishize, you know, who have like a racist lens of how they, you know, how they date people and stuff. There's a lot of white people who, you know, fetishize only dating black people or Asian Mm -hmm. women. Um, That's definitely the case. I mean, but then I guess the only flip side of that is that like most of these types of sex worker establishments are ran by Asian people. Like most of the... Most of the most easily accessible, like, and I and I don't mean this in a disparaging way at all. Like the least expensive forms of of prostitution are usually these Asian sort of massage parlors, like the ones that face the public. You know what I mean? Like that have mm-hmm. like storefronts right. and stuff. Um, I mean, so just that being said, I, I guess that's my only counter to that. But the, the 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 weirdest part about it, Abby, is that it's like the right and all these sort of knee jerk reactionary people like even Greenwald have latched onto the accusation of white supremacy as the motive for all the anti-Asian violence as a means to just deflect it all. And they're part of the reason they're doing that is because like I mentioned on earlier episode, there was some recent hate crimes in the Bay area specifically Mm -hmm. where the suspects were black against Asian elderly, Asian people. And so the right only wants to talk about those forms of of hate crimes because it's because they have black people on tape doing them and then so they then they take this well oh it's white supremacy when all the people doing it are black like that's their so like that's I mean, believe it or not that is their main uh argument right now like that's well, it's
0: just so stupid it's like the same per <laughs> the, the latino guy from the proud boys being like we can't be a white nationalist of or course. white nationalist adjacent organization because i'm latino it's like well Okay. Yeah. There I mean, are plenty of people who are sympathetic to these tendencies that are minorities. That's why I, mean, I it think it doesn't disprove anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's why I think it's just all a semantic game. Right. Because it's like they know that there's a large sector of the population that cringes when they hear the term white supremacy used as more of a, in a more wider way than just right, talking because
0: about it. it has been weaponized to a certain extent. And, and unfortunately, the liberal like establishment is hijacking this kind of wokeness and identity politics. And it's actually driving more of a wedge instead of understanding the bigger picture here, which is absolutely, of course we're in a white supremacist nation. We are in a settler colonial state. Uh, we have dehumanized large swaths of people who are not white in this country that is and we've you know we've built our wealth on the backs of these people yeah. since the origin of the United States and 100%. black people Latino Asian people look at we just we I mean this government interned Japanese people not too long ago you know rounded up Uh, tens of thousands of Japanese American citizens and put them in concentration camps. Um, Look at the genocidal fury that was unleashed on Korea. This is a war that's never talked about. There's so many things that are coupled with, like, demonization of just Asian people in general in this country, violence perpetrated by the state, that it's, like, it's hard to really decouple those things and look at any of this in a vacuum. But, yeah, I mean, like, when you're looking at, like, just reactionary tendencies from people to just battle over semantics, it's really hard to, like, gain an understanding of what's going on
1: and i think unfortunately that's where most of the what we're seeing like on social media especially is right. that absolutely and and that and it makes people like even like greenwald who should be you would expect someone like the you know him in the in the past to cut through the paradigms and not put right. things through a partisan prison or the reactionary right other side of the argument prison but that's what he's doing now about this and only talking about this white supremacy thing, he's doing the same thing that I said, you know, sort of deflecting it that way. But you brought up a really good point. It's like, of course, if you can take a step back and not be reactionary against the term and, and personalize it like, Oh, why are they criticizing me? Cause I'm white, you know, like all these mm-hmm, right wingers mm-hmm. tend to do, of course we are a white colonial colonial settler nation that's based fundamentally on white supremacy. Um, You know, I learned a lot of history doing this Masonic podcast about Mm -hmm. how much the Ku Klux Klan basically continued the spirit of the Confederacy. It was almost like this guerrilla force that just maintained sort of the fear, you know, like after the Civil War. There's just so many parts of history. I don't think people understand how much Mm -hmm. racism is part of it. I mean, what we did with the Chinese railroad workers, for example, um, you know, the way we treated Native Americans, it's absolutely horrific. Uh, But... You raise a really good point about that because like, what is America doing now to deal with it? Well, the American, you know, superficial administration that's in place, the Biden administration and sort of these corporate, you know, uh, these corporations and their marketing agencies are adopting this sort of wokeism paradigm and it's superficial. and, And it's kind of almost like an embodiment of that lineage of white colonial settler like racism through our country's heritage. Like that's mm-hmm. the so that's America acting like we've dealt with it. Yep. And that shows how and it, but it's ultimately it's racist because it's right. superficial. And and right. and so it is fascinating how when you really break it down it is racist and but right-wingers can't actually go after it for that reason because they believe racism doesn't exist. So like right. they'll ne- they'll not be able to address it from that angle even though that's the reality of it. <laughs> so
0: Absolutely. And then look at what we're doing today. The anti-China bashing constantly. Yeah. Like you said in the last podcast, which I thought was actually a really just profound point to sit back and think about, that it doesn't matter where you lie on the political spectrum. If you believe that COVID originated from China, at some level, like they are to blame for it, right? 100%. And it doesn't matter if you're a leftist or an anti-imperialist. It's like, that is just kind of like a, a truth that has just permeated through society and what does that do to your collective psyche and what does that do to our collective uh, consciousness and also i mean when you juxtapose that with just the non-stop anti-china propaganda coming out from both sides of the political establishment as well as the corporate owned media it's a lot which by the way america's back baby back to normal right biden was right this is our return to normalcy we lift restrictions on covid and you know, social distancing. And then like clockwork, there's like two mass shootings in a week. So as a result of the first mass shooting, there was huge pro-Asia solidarity and pushing back on the anti-China bashing imperialist propaganda that was going on, hosted by ANSWER across the country, huge show of support. It was one of the largest demonstrations I've been to in years. It was really incredible to see it. The Democratic operatives here in the city tried to host a rally at the same time to siphon energy and make it like not about China policy mm-hmm. and not about imperialism at all. And it was just like a very whitewashed, sanitized version of what the answer rally was like very, very funny, but not, you know, that's what democratic operatives do. And that took um, most but, of
1: the, was that most of the protests, would you say? or No,
0: luckily it wasn't, it wasn't nearly as big as the one that answer hosted, but it still like created a split you know, and and created confusion. And then like AP reported on their protest, but showed B roll from the answer protest. So it was just a total fucking mess. Um, But I guess my my point is that, you know, I was posting a video. uh, I posted a video from the protest because it was just an incredible action. I like teared up my friend Sheila, who's Chinese. She's been on this podcast. Sheila, you can check out her episode on just China in general and the Hong Kong protests. But I was like tearing up because it was just such a powerful moment, you know, to have Sheila leading this incredible march. And so I posted this video from it. And Robbie, every single comment was racist. If it wasn't like right wing racism in reaction to this, it was leftist saying China deserves to be demonized. Look at the Uyghurs. They've done this to themselves. Um, It was quite disgusting and disheartening. You know, it was beautiful to be among people who are standing in solidarity with this stuff, but like seeing the reaction online. And it really just shows you how pervasive this anti-China shit is and how effective the propaganda campaign is.
1: It's incredibly effective. And I don't think we can forget how much stress, fear, terror we've all gone through. Even if we were in denial about it now, like, oh, no, like I wasn't that scary. I think everybody on some level has to admit that this shit was really scary when it first started and it did seem like there was going to be a lot more people that were going to die. It did feel like an, almost like another 9-11. It was very intense when the pandemic mm-hmm. first started. Mm-hmm. Um, I, So combine that with the fact that there has never been any it re... There's never been any like update to or correction to the narrative that this virus originated from China somehow. Right. And what's even scarier is we're inching towards a more mainstream consensus that it leaked from the biosafety level four lab in Wuhan. And as I did a you know a very long in depth episode with Gumby for Christ on Media Roots, Rep, uh, Media Roots Radio about this, um, it's definitely it's you can't write off the possibility that this was a man-made virus it is a strange unprecedented virus it's never been found in any animal yet that's also something that you know not not saying that all viruses have always been found in animals but the fact that it hasn't been found in one yet is a little curious you know more when more time passes maybe this theory will even become mainstream but the problem is abby it's going to make that that idea that it came from china like 10 times more right uh uh just hit you in the gut like oh china made this virus and attacked us with it like we're so i'm really worried we're only one step away from that iteration of the narrative and sadly almost all the stuff that's been spread around on the internet about this has put out this disinformation that the chinese military was possibly making a bioweapon that leaked out of the lab and that was what COVID nineteen was. Yikes. But when you actually look at all the details, the strangest part about it all, Abby, is the most likely suspects who are working with the viruses closest to COVID nineteen are all Americans who are being funded by the N like the NIAD and all these mm-hmm. US government agencies. So that's the strange part. It's like when you really boil this down, it's the Chinese government it doesn't seem like they would have been behind this. It does almost seem like them Americans would still be the most likely. That's what's so odd about it. And that's what mm-hmm. the, the narrative is largely missing that. Making it seem like this is, again, the Chinese government is somehow to blame. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, I mean, and then we could, all, we could talk about the Spanish flu and how they never really knew for sure where that came from, but it's still in history called the Spanish flu. I mean, that's a big deal. Most historians will admit now we have no idea where it came from. There was mm-hmm. no way to even tell back then. We didn't even know what a virus was during the Spanish flu, so the idea that we still called the Spanish flu really does go to show how dangerous this shit is. That I'm still saying the Spanish flu
0: yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like right. I don't know what else to call it. Right. That's <laughs> fucking disturbing.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yep. So. That's my you know, yeah, people
0: really need to listen to that. I'm, I'm like an hour into that. It's really intense, the Gumby for Christ episode. Definitely check that shit out if you have not already. wanted to briefly mention the Boulder shooting because, you know, this is American as apple pie, just like the bioweapons and uh, human experimentation that you and Gumby covered quite extensively. This is another American phenomenon, right? Mass shootings with seemingly no rationale um, and people just go wild- With speculation about what is behind this shit. um, You know, obviously, we already talked about the first one. You know, I think mental illness, of course, like is the main driver, and we don't have any sort of safety net when it comes to healthcare or care for mental health in this country.
1: Hey, this is Robbie. If you like that 25 minute sample of Media Roots Radio and you want to get access to the full two and a half hour episode please consider donating five dollars a month or per creation at patreon.com slash media roots radio thanks you